Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In reading texts like today from 1 Corinthians, from 1 Kings, from Luke 5, um, I'm always astonished, especially as a guy with a stutter that God's word is as powerful as it is in spite of ourselves, in spite of ourselves. God's word does the work that it sets out to do. God's word is powerful. It does miraculous things. And the miraculous things that it does, we may not recognize as miraculous. Uh, What Jesus does in our gospel text is a miraculous thing. That when he gets into the boat and then he tells tells, uh, Peter, James, and John, go out in the deep and cast your net. They said, Master, we've toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, we'll put down the nets. And then when they had done this, they enclosed a large A large amount of fish and their nets were breaking. They called to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. This is a miraculous thing. And when we see that, we say, well, of course, Peter is right to fall down and say, depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. But for us, the word of God does some miraculous things that we don't even realize. It turns us, who were once lost and condemned in our own sin, away from that sin and towards Christ. That is a miraculous thing, and we shouldn't discount that at all. People who live a horrible life in a horrible way, all of a sudden hear the word of God that Christ Jesus comes and dies for the likes of them, and they turn from that sin and they live toward God. It is not their doing, but it is all God's doing through his word. And again, I say that it makes me astonished as a guy who has a stutter, not that this sermon's about me, but I forget. And we all forget. Because if you don't have a stutter, you may think, well, I'm not smart enough to talk to people about Jesus. Or I'm, I, don't, I don't talk well enough to speak about Jesus. I, I'm, I'm just not... I'm not an outgoing person, right? I'm not a very liked person, maybe. I don't know. But the thing is, is that the Lord gives us his word to speak, and so we speak. And if I can be any kind of encouragement to you, if I can get up here and stumble through things, and yet God still does his work and brings people in, then he can do enough through you to make a difference in somebody else's life as well, speaking God's word. Because in this picture from Luke chapter 5, we see a great picture. Uh, And the picture is that Jesus, he sees the crowds pressing in on him. So he has to get away from them to preach well so they can hear him. So he gets into the boat. And as he sat down, he taught the people from the boat. And when he was done... He said, 
put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. The image of the water, the image of the sea in, uh, in the ancient Israel times, the image of the water and the sea was a place of chaos. If you remember back from Genesis 1, uh, that when God created the world, there was water and there was chaos throughout the deep, right? There wasn't any form yet. It was void. Uh, that's why the Israelites weren't really seafaring people. That's why they kind of stayed where they were. They kind of went out on a, a lake, which is really what the Sea of Galilee was. It's just a lake, right? They weren't really seafaring people because it was terrifying. Because when you go out on the water, bad things can happen, right? How many times do you hear about tragedy happening on a lake from people who just went out and never came back because their boat capsized and they were lost forever? It's a terrifying thing if you really think about it. Uh, well, you, you probably don't want to think about it while you're out on the jet ski or on the, <laughs> on the water having fun, but it happens. The sea is a place of chaos. And so for Jesus to say to Simon, Peter, go out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch, what he's telling him to do is what he's telling the church to do. Go out into the world. Go out into the place of chaos. Let down the net of God's word and see what happens. The world is a chaotic place. Out in the world, bad things happen. It's full of sin. It's full of chaos. It's full of tragedy. I mean, turn on the news, uh, read the headlines, however you do it, and just see what's going on. It's a scary place. And so for Jesus to say, go out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch, it's a daunting prospect. And we, like Simon Peter, make all kinds of excuses. Well, I've already been out there. I've already talked to these people. I've already done these things. How much more can I do? What more can I do, God? And yet, hopefully like Simon Peter, we relent and say, you're the Lord. I'll give it a shot, right? I'll give it a shot. So we as the church are supposed to go out into the deep, into the world, casting the net of God's word so that the word can do its work, so that the word of God, which is the power of salvation, the gospel, would do the work of bringing in multitudes upon multitudes upon multitudes of people into the boat, the church, so that they would not just be swimming through chaos, darting back and forth, hoping that the bigger fish doesn't get them. But the word brings people in. And what word is that? Some people can get a little strayed in thinking about, well, what kind of word should I speak? And some people even take our text from 1 Kings with Elijah to mean that when the Lord presents himself, he's not in the wind, he's not in the earthquake, he's not in the fire, but he's in the still small voice. Now, people can take that and they can say, well, God is, he's, he's going to talk to me. He's going to tell me something special. He's going to tell me exactly what I got to do. 
But that's not really how that works. God's not saying that I'm going to speak from the inside of you. He's saying I'm speaking from outside of you in. Because Elijah hears a small voice outside of him. And for us, that small voice is the word of God from the Bible. You want to know what word it is you're supposed to go and tell people? It's exactly what St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, the word of the cross. But we know, like Simon Peter, that the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. It's foolishness. You go and tell people that Jesus died for their sins and they just say, so what? What has that got to do for me? How's that going to help me get ahead in life or whatever? Or they'll just say, well, you go and do your thing. I'll go do mine. The foolishness of the cross is that sinners in their fallen state simply just say, what do I need that for? I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. People like me, right? And so they say, what do I need that for? In some ways, it's insulting to them for you to tell them that they're a sinner, that they fall short of God's will. But for those who are perishing, it is foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the cross encapsulates everything you need to know about salvation. The event of Jesus' crucifixion encapsulates law and gospel within its entirety. It's a wonderful thing. On the cross hangs our Savior. On his body hang the sins of the world. On him, the iniquity of us is laid. And when you look at the cross, when you look at a crucifix, you think to yourself, how grotesque, how horrible, and you are right. That's us in a nutshell. That's our sin hanging there. But thanks be to God, the mystery is not stopping there. The mystery continues in that the sin that hangs there is no longer on you. The sin that hangs on the cross, on the body of Jesus, no longer plagues you. In fact, in his death, sin dies and is destroyed. Now, for those who are perishing, that's foolishness. But for us who are being saved, that is the power of God. That the word made flesh in Jesus Christ died for you. So that you would not die forever, but live forever. So, for us who are in the position of Peter... Some are called to speak the word more than others. Pastors are called to preach the word. Yet we are all called to be a royal priesthood, giving sacrifice of thanksgiving and glory to God for what he's done for us. So it helps for us to remember when we go out into the chaotic world, into the deep of sin and despair that the world presents, we carry the net of the word of God, the cross that saves people alive, that brings them out of that chaos and into the boat with Jesus.
The Word of God is powerful. And in that power, we rightly should be like Simon Peter, falling down right on our faces in the presence of God and saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. I am not worthy to bear this word. I'm not worthy to go out and speak this wonderful thing to people. I, I just, I'm not worthy. And yet Jesus doesn't stop there and say, oh, oh, you're right. Okay, well, go ahead and go your way then. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. We'll just, I'll find somebody else. Just go home and, and, and just do what you were doing before. Don't worry about what I talked about. It's, it's totally fine. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men alive. You will bring them out of the depths of sin and despair, not by your power, but by the power of God. That when you preach Christ crucified, it may be a stumbling block and foolishness, but to those who are called, everyone, both Jews and Greeks, all people, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, don't be afraid, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So go forth from here, out into the deep, casting that net of God's word of the cross, that Jesus dies for the likes of you, that he does so gladly, so that you might believe and live forever, Bring that word and don't be afraid because while the word of the cross may be foolishness, there will be some who will be saved by it because it is the power of God. And the peace of God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.